Hello and welcome to Sitcom Geeks. I'm Dave Cohen. I'm James Carey. And today we're actually dispensing with the sitcom aspect of Sitcom Geeks. We're going to be talking about uh, writing for topical comedy shows, uh, specifically at the moment Newsjack, which has just uh, come back onto Radio 4 Extra. And, uh, of course, writing for topical comedy shows is one of the best ways of getting into writing comedy and then uh, writing sitcoms. And we're very pleased to have a a special guest with us today, Bill Dare. Hello. Hello, Bill. Nice to have you with us. Bill is a writer, producer, um, script editor, so many things. He's also the the tutor at the National Film Television School uh, comedy course, which is uh, two... Two nights a week, I think. Is that yeah. one that? one night, Tuesday evenings? Yeah, yeah. Tuesday evenings. That's what it's just a night a week. That's what it takes. Yeah. That's I, what get it takes. To, I get to hang out with young people in Soho without looking too much like a bell end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and in fact, you're you're paid to hang out with young people I am. in Soho. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's not many people who can be saying that these days. <laughs> Also, uh, Bill has done that many, uh, he's had a long, varied career, and we're actually going to be uh, talking to him in a, we'll be doing another podcast, we'll be talking to him about his career, but uh, he also is the uh, producer and the creator of uh, Dead Ringers, which uh, I understand recently won, uh, was it the, the best sketch, radio sketch show? It the... won best radio sketch show on the uh, British comedy website. Yes, yes. congratulations. Voted that. by the, by the uh, website Yes. Visitors. Yes. That's who also, good. Yes, yeah. who also voted Horrible History's Best Sketch Show. I thought I'd just drop that one. And they did. also uh, host this podcast, do they not? Yes, they do. <laughs> so, uh, goodness it's all, me. It's all beginning to make sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. It's all right. Yeah. Blue Stone didn't win anything, as it never does, so we're uh, fine. It's, I voted it, for Blue Stone. Oh, bless you. Thank you very much. Go. Nobody else did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But anyway, we shall. Uh, we're, so we're not doing um, uh, the ten-page challenge uh, this uh, episode either. But do keep sending us your first ten pages of sitcoms, by the way, because we will be uh, doing. In fact, we'll be doing a ten-page challenge special. A bumper, a bumper edition, a bumper edition uh, of um, misery and nitpicking. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, sitcomgeeks at gmail. That's the uh, address to send your ten-page challenges. Sitcomgeeks to. at gmail dot com. Gmail dot com. Yes. Okay. Welcome to the twenty-first. Century, Dave. Um, let's talk to Bill. Let's talk to Bill. Well, let's start with talking about uh, News Jack first. Um, I know you, that's that's not your specific area, uh, Bill, but you do spend a lot of time uh, with your students trying to teach them how to write topical uh, comedy and to write sketches, yeah? Well, s- some of it, yeah. I mean, we, we do about 10 weeks on sketches generally, and maybe you know three of those weeks we'd, we'd talk about topical comedy. And is this something that you find they are eager to do and something you finally have to slightly talk them um, into? I'd say about, on average, about a third of them are quite eager to do it and, and the other two thirds kind of think, well, that's not really why I went into comedy. I mean, mm-hmm. they go into comedy because they want to write um, The Thick of It or Girls or, mm-hmm. you know, the next... Uh, the next, next big thing. Yeah, the next big but thing. But to take... For or example, even better, the next cult hit. Yeah. This yeah. is yeah. the next very yeah. cool small thing. But to yeah. take... <laughs> As an example of the thick of it, yeah. uh, two of the main writers on that, uh, Tony Roach and Simon Blackwell, of course, they started their careers, as James and I did, um, writing for Weekending on Radio 4, a mm. uh, topical show which is sadly or not so sadly no longer with us, but mm. that's really how everybody gets started. Uh, Mark Burton, who's recently directed and wrote Shaun the Sheep, the movie, that's where he started. 
um, John O'Farrell, who's musical, um, yeah. is a hit on Broadway. They're coming over here. He started writing those. So, Mr. Prime Minister, about this new story that I'm going to be writing a sketch <laughs> about. Yeah. So you yes. have to kind of do it, really, don't you? It's a, it's a great well, you certainly did, and I guess we'll talk about whether this is as much the case. I mean, in a previous uh, podcast. We've has it already gone out? One about whether you should make yes. your own stuff, yeah. Uh, which is something which I say as a general rule, you should try to not bother making your own stuff. Well, at least not to go to great expense and faff to make your one three-minute chiselled sketch. I was thinking about this, and I, what I tell the students is that that probably most writers spend eighty or ninety percent of their career writing for shows they haven't made themselves or haven't created themselves, yeah. you know, whether that be panel shows like Have I Got News or, uh, you know, sketch shows or shows that have been created by famous people. Mm. Um, and I think that's increasingly yeah. the case now because although you might want to create your own show, you're much more likely to now have your own show on TV if you're a writer, performer, or you're a stand-up comedian. Absolutely, yeah. Whereas now all of the... All, you know, all of the writer-only people that I know are mostly working on other people's shows. Um, actually, getting your own show on, which I was very lucky to do a few years ago, and that's that's an anomaly. It is. It is. It um, might happen. You know, if you're lucky once, maybe twice, but it's yeah. very unlikely these days to keep happening over a period yeah. of a career. Unless named Graham Linehan. Yes. Mm. Well, yes. Who is sort of almost now a performer and a persona in his own right. Yeah. He's not mm. just one of these. Uh, Andy Hamilton, although yeah. he's also something of a performer as well. Yeah. Actually. You say that, but in fact, somebody pointed out to me recently that uh, IT Crowd is uh, 10 years old now, so it's actually 10 years since Graham Linehan. It's, it's not that often that, that he has something out. Um, I think one of the things that puts people off um, with topical comedy is they think, well, I'm not interested in the news, and that's a kind of... that that's. That, that's, that's a shameful thing. What's the yeah. matter with you? <laughs> actually, no, it's fine. It's, you it's don't have pro- to be. And that's... Yeah definitely not a problem with news jack the news is is there as a kind of thing to sort of spring off elsewhere now you find you you have that with dead ringers really it's not it's not a program about the news is it well it's it's about i'd say about 10 no about half of it is topical really and it is about the news i'm not particularly interested in party politics but um i'm I'm interested in in making points but you know it, it is basically a satire show and um I'd say it's one of the few shows that is actually politically neutral on radio. You've got the News Quiz, which is definitely left-wing, the Now Show, which is usually left-wing, and Dead Ringers is, is, is neutral, which isn't to say that it's or that each sketch is you know stands in the middle. It, it, you know, some, some sketch will be quite... Uh, will take one point of view, and then later on in the show there'll be a sketch that takes exactly the opposite point of view. Right. So it, it doesn't have a point of view as a whole. I mean, there's a sense in which... Uh, it's it, it's worth bearing in mind that I mean, a you're saying you're not that interested in party politics or even the news to some extent, and if you think well I'm not interested in news I don't want to write for a topical show, but also bear in mind that a lot of the audience are not terribly interested in the mm. news either. Uh, they just like to laugh. Yeah, yeah. And in a sense, the news is the is a is just the the setup for a joke is the setup is the is the premise of the sketch. It's just it's your it's your sandbox. Yeah. for it's playing a, it's a starting point yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean if you look at a show like Have I Got News for you and you look in terms of the sort of the, the, the characters I say characters they kind of they're playing themselves really but Ian Hislop is very much his, he, he talks about the news 
where, whereas Paul then kind of comes in on that and then goes off into in, into all sorts of directions, yeah. really. And I think that's for if if you're not, you, it shouldn't be a barrier, really, to think. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm not as interested in the news as Ian Hislop is. Um, it, it's just that, that that you need to think. Well, where can I take that news? And I mean, you certainly do a lot of that with Dead Ringers. Being an impressionist show, you have kind of characters as yeah. We create yeah. characters. It's one of the things that I that I look for uh, with Dead Ringers is people who can create a character. We've got some really good characters: Diane Abbott, uh, Nigel Farage, mm. obviously. Um, those, I mean, okay, they are based on the real people, but to a certain extent, they've been created by by the writers and the performers. Um, and they, yeah, they, and they really yeah. do take on a life of their own. They are characters, exactly. aren't they? Exactly. I mean, I remember because I used to do Spitting Image. Um, if you remember some of, well, Dave, you might remember. I, don't know. I remember Spitting Image. You remember Spitting Image? Um, the, the Queen Mother had a Yorkshire accent for no yeah. apparent reason, and the Pope yeah. was this kind of hip American dude. Yeah. So you know, hey, you can, baby, they love me. They yeah, love yeah. me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do a yeah. lot with a character, yeah. and, and I really, really like it when people create characters, mm. as opposed to sending in a sketch. I don't know about Jeremy Hunt, and it's just a bland, mm. a bland voice. There's yeah. no impression there. I can't mm. really do anything with it. Well, and I think that, that yeah, that's a key thing, isn't it? Yeah. That it's it's it's, the, it's such a basic thing, but people, I imagine, half of the sketches that you're sent from non-commissioned uh, people from outside, I mean, half of them you just you immediately read them and go, I can't use this. Yeah, it doesn't fit the show. It doesn't fit the show. I mean, one one of the things writers tend not to do is study the show, and. Because you know they perhaps they're not that interested in Dead Ringers. Why should they? I mean, you know, it's a, it may not be their favourite show. But if you want to write for a show, you've got to study the show. You've got to find out what the hid, what you, I think mm. James has called the secret rules or the mm. hidden rules. And I mean, there are some fundamental rules for Dead Ringers, yeah. like every single sketch is a parody. Yeah. Now that might not be immediately obvious on one listen, but it should be obvious if you listen to a couple of episodes. And so when I get a sketch which is set, I don't know, in the Prime Minister's bedroom or kitchen, I sort of think you haven't bothered yeah. to to learn the fundamental basics of what the show's about. So it does make me think, why should I bother reading your sketch? Yeah. yeah. Well, and and you would be forgiven for thinking that because yeah. you have uh, presumably almost an unending pile of scripts well, that you could. Well, it's it's not a show that actually. You know, it's not an open door show. Right. So, although if a sketch somehow arrives in my inbox from someone I don't know, if I've got time, I'll read it and actually give feedback. Mm. But it's not so I don't sort of advertise. Hey, everyone, send me your sketches because mm. I wouldn't have time to. Re- we, I, we haven't got the the organisation that um, mm. Newsjack has. I mean, yeah, Newsjack which is set up for that exactly, yeah. specifically. Yeah. But, but even they would have the same problem of mm. you know half the stuff that they get sent is just immediately this. This doesn't feel like a yeah. newsjack. Exactly, the, the house style is so important with all forms of writing. Actually, I mean, if you want to write an article for the Telegraph, it's got to be different from the uh, an article from um, the Evening Standard. Evening Standard, just But in fact, you have actually taken on uh, some new newer writers, haven't you? Even, I, I have. You know, yeah. yeah so, I mean, yeah. I think I, I think one of the things that I think most producers love really love doing is finding new talent yeah. and putting someone's first ever sketch on on radio or tv it's a great you know it's a really nice feeling it's nice nice to do that 
So, yeah, I am always looking for... It is a really nice feeling, because I, mm. I, I have had at least one hand in that for one particular writer when I was um, a script editor for and I co-created Recorder for Training Purposes, which was an open-door policy Radio 4 show. Yeah. And there was uh, somebody sent in a sketch, uh, or a pile of sketches, and everyone thought, oh, these are no good. And I, I just thought, but these are... They are no good, but they're kind of weird in a way that I haven't heard before. I'd like to hear more from this person. Yeah. And then... Um, I ended up getting them, uh, sending some more, and just gave them some a bit of notes, a bit of a bit of a shove in one direction, and um, they ended up being the most successful writer on that series. And that person's got... name was Richard Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to embarrass them by, by saying who they are, but, but did, it, they, yeah. did they go on to to have a bit of a career? Oh, they, 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 yeah, they, they are. They are now doing and have, and have written on shows that I would like to write on. Yeah, great. Um, so How I've been leapfrogged. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but. Um, but by but it is but I think people just assume from the outside that it's a closed shop and we're desperate to keep everybody out. No. And you know there was recently a call for a a, a TV sketch show recently uh, that I put a link on the Facebook page to, and somebody said, "Oh, don't send them your stuff; they're just going to steal your ideas." No. It's like, well, they don't really want to steal your ideas because they want you to give them other ideas. Absolutely, um, and they've got. I mean, that's a ridiculous thing to to say. I mean. Programs have budgets to pay writers, yeah. mm. and producers love finding new talent and putting a new sketch on air. So it's yeah. ridiculous the idea that someone could could would nick your idea. And, it's... and I think I mean there is always a problem as well mm. with with a show like Newsjack or Dead Ringers. You know, lots and lots of people will come up with the same funny idea. Yeah. Uh, generally, the best thing to do is to if it's the first idea that comes to your head, then it will been the first idea that's come to every other writer's head so so you should ignore it anyway um but you will hear something on on news chat chances are that you might hear something that's written by one of the commissioned writers that's making exactly the same joke that you made and again it's not it's not been nicked it's just that everybody had that idea and somebody felt well we've got us this is how this has got to be our take on news chat so so that that kind of thing does happen um one of the things I think as well, I mean, there's, there is actually, we, we don't want to go into too much technical detail about how, what you need to write for Newsjack because there is an absolute mountain of information about how to write for Newsjack. You really should read all of it because it's all really useful stuff. The stuff by people who produce the show, um, and for instance, and there's some very good stuff about formatting. Now, often when we do this uh, show, we talk about, say, we say we're not, that bothered about formatting if you've written something that's funny and we can read it then we'll get excited mm. by it but i think for news chat you really do have to they get so much stuff so you do have to follow the formats but it's really worth reading all the stuff that's up on the and again uh, if you don't the follow guides. the formatting it's showing that you're not really being a team player mm. and that you, either you can't be bothered you've been told how to do it you haven't done it that's already making me think oh okay yeah you know the moment you pick a sketch the, the first impression of that sketch is not even the first word, it's how it looks on the page. Absolutely, yeah. And so you're already worried when you pick up pick it up that they haven't followed the format, and you're thinking, ugh, this doesn't bode well. And it's so easy to follow the format, yeah, so yeah. do it! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many, it's kind of, I mean, people often send uh, parodies of programmes that haven't been on for 10, 20 or 30 years, like Blind Date. <laughs> <laughs> what, with Black, or well, perhaps yeah. not Cilla Black now, but right. um, I mean, it's just they crazy. haven't even changed it. To t- they could have taken it to take, changed it to take me out, and they yeah. still haven't done yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I'm, I'm, I'm sure people dusted off all their uh, Ronald Reagan jokes and put them in game to, to George W. Yes, Bush. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's fair game. Now, <laughs> one thing that people tend to do with topical comedy is, is writers tend to sort of write for maybe two shows, three shows, and then give up. That's probably the most common thing that I see and what I think what producers want is to know that you've got staying power so you you know you might not get on for anything on for three shows then four shows you the fourth show you might kind of nearly get something on and producers want to know that you're going to be around mm. and keep going yeah um, that's really important to yeah. just I mean, in fact I think you said when you started out you wrote for you tried to write for weekending for two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Like? I mean, it's it's one of the regret, really. It's one of my little regrets <laughs> in life is that I did try to to write for this topical show, weekending, which was kind of the equivalent of News Jack. Mm. And because I didn't get anything on for for two weeks, and I didn't really like the show, I kind of gave up and thought, well, how dare they not put my my sketches on? Mm. And that was. That. I think I think I I think I got stuff on weekending on my fifth or sixth week. I mm. think. But that was, I mean, it ran, I think, in 13-week chunks or something like that. But, yeah, it does take a while. It yeah. does take a while. And there is, you, you can develop that attitude, which, which mm. you, you probably had in your in your uh, youthful days, mm. uh, Bill, of, uh, oh, well, you know, they don't want my stuff there, obviously. You know, it's a rubbish show anyway. I don't, I don't want to have my name associated mm. with that. Mm. But actually... Those squares. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they talk, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and also I think, I think for some reason I'm too comedy, good for this show. For some reason, with comedy, unlike most other arts and crafts, is people expect to be able to do it from square one. I've never written a sketch before, but I'm writing one now, and I expect it to get on a radio or television program. No other art or craft <laughs> would you have that kind of arrogance. Well, that, I, you know, I would disagree. I think the the um, the screenwriter. Industry well, <laughs> proves that there are maybe, thousands and well, thousands suppose, of people out there who think, "Oh, I could write a screenplay." Yeah. Well, I think yeah. it's very. I think the media. I think this sort of thing in particular is that. Whereas you wouldn't turn up to the yeah. National Gallery and say, no. "So, which bit can I draw my picture on?" Yeah. yeah. Well, you can't really I mean, people do can't that. Expect that to play an instrument, you've got to practice or to draw, or even to do central heating or plumbing or yeah. gardening. Yeah. You've got to do a bit of work. But oh no, comedy! Just I'm yeah. just going to sit down and write a sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm funny in the pub, so mm. I should be able to be funny on paper as well. Mm. Doesn't always bear out. No. Uh, you talk about Bill about so you want to be surprised by a sketch. Yeah, you just yeah. really when you when you when you read a script sketch, you just want want to have that sort of element of oh, I really I wasn't expecting that. I get it. It's true. I can see I can see a grain of truth in it, and but it's not just making a point. It's 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 doing it in some kind of oblique, surprising way, which I I would never have thought of. And again, it, it shows what you can do as a writer because I think again, what with with my uh, sitcom uh, book that I wrote, I was increasingly trying to tell people your sitcom script that you're trying to write is it's very unlikely to be on television. Even my scripts like to be on television, and I know what I'm doing, and I've got really good connections, and I've had a show on TV. This script is designed to get you work. Mm. This script is designed to show what you can do, and so therefore, what you need to be thinking of the, the three or four sketches that you send in. You want them to be on, yes, but you also want them to show that you have uh, per- perseverance, that you've got good ideas, you've got good jokes, that you that you can surprise as well. And it'll just if you do a surprise, you end up not using the sketch. Well, that's fine, but you've sort of gained a few ticks Absolutely. in the column, and when you come back the second week, the when you when you click open the file, you're thinking, "Oh, this 
person had some good ideas last time that didn't yeah. quite work. Let's see what they got this time. You're, you're building up a reputation, mm. and also you're practicing, yeah. which is really important. And it's, uh, I think, as, as Dave was saying, it's really important not to go with your first idea. And what I what I say to the students is, you know, what do you do after thinking of a good idea for a sketch? What should you do? Think of another one. Don't write the sketch. Just think of another good idea, yeah. then another good idea, then another good idea, and then you you kind of know you've got some choice. Yeah, you're not mm. just going with your idea idea because it's the only one you've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good, very good point. Mm. Punchline. I'd like to talk about punchlines as well at some point. Is that? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, just in terms of the surprise as well. It's great when a sketch has a surprise. It's also great when it has a punchline. Mm-hmm. My own experience, uh, right, of script editing, you know, and reading hundreds of sketches. Occasionally, you would get a sketch which is borderline, and then they haven't really got a proper punchline at the end. Yeah. And you think, if I have to use this, if I'm going to use this sketch, I either have to send it back, write an email, and say this is fine, it needs a punchline, or I'll need to think of one. Yeah. Either way, I'm having to do work, and I'd quite like to go home at six o'clock and see my kids. So, I would always just say, just work so hard to think of a decent punchline. Yeah. Because otherwise someone else is going to have to do it. Because they're not going to do a sketch without a punchline. So I'm I'm almost of the view that if you don't have a punchline, you don't have a sketch. The the idea is very important, but you do need an out. Because if you don't have an out, you're going to either have to think of one yourself, or you're going to have to get somebody else to do one. And that makes it less likely to be used. Yeah, punchlines are very hard, but but they are necessary. And I, I think... The, pun- the clue to the punchline is almost always within the body of the sketch. And I think mm. one possible way of trying to find that punchline is to keep rereading the sketch and just thinking, is there any, is there any line that I can use in some kind of surprising... Yeah. Or, or look, the, look at a tangent from a it tangent, well. yeah. And I think it's also, I mean, I read lots of sketches that have, got, that have got a very good idea. They've got a good twist. And people think, ah, here's an idea. What if this was this? And they've got, and, and so they've got, the, the, the beginning and they've got a twist and then they've got a few jokes there but that's actually not enough for a whole sketch you need another twist that then gets you into the punchline and I think that's getting the, the second twist that mm. gets you to the punchline that's that's what separates people who get a lot of sketches on mm. radio and TV shows from people who don't is you've got to go that much further you've got to get that extra twist on the ideas. So. Often, often it's um, a reversal of some kind mm. of punchline, someone suddenly changing their mind. Or it suddenly turns out you undermine the entire sketch, it's a wild, it's a wild goose chase or a shaggy dog story or something, it's mm. like yeah. oh well I only came in because of X oh yeah. well, why did you say yeah. so before? Yeah. And or, you can almost hear that two Ronnies at the end. Or the here we go again one where the same thing seems to happen again. Yes. There is a uh, a tendency I find with students that, um, especially with topical comedy, is uh, they'll the punchline to uh, one topical sketch will be another uh, another story, and I always thought you shouldn't do that, and I think that generally that's a sort of rule that you don't do that. However, uh, Newsoids, which is a show that was on ITV recently, um, they seem to um, do that quite a lot, and the show certainly didn't suffer. So. Um, as we all say, rules are there to be broken. Um, but generally, I think for a show like News Jack, um, and certainly for Dead Ringers, you don't want to make the punchline of your sketch mm. another a, a whole different story because they may already have another sketch on that story anyway, and that will just yeah. be uh, yeah. be they, muddy. They, mm. Yeah. Uh, another th- common kind of error, but perfectly understandable, is that sometimes people will send in a sketch based on a kind of running 
format or running character that we've already got on the show, whether that be Dead mm. Rings or any other show. And if you think about it, we don't we don't need that. We've already <laughs> got that character. We've already got that little running joke or format. And whoever created the original wants to keep writing it. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, don't send Diane Abbott sketches or Nigel Farage sketches because we've got that covered. Yeah. Uh, try and think of something new. Yes, that's right. And, yeah. a, uh, and, yeah. the, and the writer of those sketches will defend those at knife yes. point. Yes. <laughs> they don't. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I remember the early days of Dead Ringers. I do remember when so I think somebody... Somebody tried to write a Brian Perkins sketch that wasn't uh, that John Holmes had created this character, Brian Perkins. Somebody tried to write a Brian Perkins sketch. I think there was a s- severe mutterings going on. Oh, it's right. Oh. The right, as confrontation as writers yeah, get, yeah. we just sort of yeah. look away and say say rude words and never actually address it and carry yeah. it around with us for the next twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> That's what but we making, do. Making the director general, uh, giving the director general the voice of Michael Caine was actually a brilliant, brilliant way to get the show yeah. commissioned on TV. Well, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, that was fantastic. Yes. Yeah. I keep wanting uh, us to do um, whatever his name, what's his name, the, the current director general? Tony Hall. Tony Hall, yeah. 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 But he's quite got quite a bland voice right. yeah. yeah yeah he's not yeah. he's not yeah. um he's not very memorable in terms no. of look or yeah, sound yeah. is he yeah. Yeah. I and think what, that, Sean Connery or David Bowie maybe, maybe. well actually we did think Alan Bennett okay because it's he's quite gentle isn't he yeah but, okay. um, but it's not really the gentleness of the DG isn't really a thing is it no you know what I mean you no. sort of need to have that sort of yeah you've got to when you're hanging stuff on things out there not just for topical shows but um I mean, I would say the recorder for training purposes was a show that was loosely about communications, but there are other topical shows like the show What You Wrote, and they have themes, and sometimes you need to base a sketch on something, and sometimes you're reading it thinking, is this is this a thing? I don't quite, you know, you know how when X happens, does that happen? I'm not mm, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's... Mm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's tricky to find the right... Yeah, but there you go. Any of you out there, if you've got a, a voice for Tony Hall, an idea for that, <laughs> get writing it yeah. for Dave Ringers. <laughs> yeah. One of the things, um, just to kind of um, reassure you, if you think, oh, you know, I really thought I was doing really well and yet I still haven't managed to get anything on. I mean, this is a kind of typical uh, day in the life of a comedy writer who's written for a show like Newsjack. You've got the thrill of coming up with a new idea and you've worked hard at it and you've sent it off and it's the best that you can do in the time you have, but is that good enough? You don't know. Um then they say yes we like that we're going to record it and you go and you see it being recorded and then you hear it and it go and it's being recorded and it gets laughs and you think oh god it's going to go out and then you listen to the show and it didn't go out and there's just always you know like a million reasons why sketches aren't used uh one of which might be it's not good enough but there's definitely times when sketches aren't used for other reasons legal reasons or just didn't fit the, um, the, the the pace or whatever, you know. So mm. so don't lose heart if you get that far with a sketch. And if, still if you get, if you get a, script, a sketch in a script, that, that mm. is pretty good. Yeah, and I think people forget you, you, you're hearing at home the finished article. So, again, you're trying to each week do slightly better than the week before. Mm. So the first two or three weeks, you, you, you're finding your feet, you're finding the house style, you're... You're, you're showing what you can do the fourth week you might get a sketch into the script and then it doesn't make it into the recording uh, because it just didn't quite punch through in the re- in the read through beforehand then you might get it actually recorded 
and it doesn't make it, it's not broadcast. But again, both of those are wins for you. You're not getting paid, but you're not doing this for the money anyway. But both of those are wins for you because you're showing to the producer that you can deliver material that's in the right area. And sometimes I've 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 been amazed when a new writer, newish writer, they had this really good idea and it goes out it, it, and we record it. It doesn't work and the audience don't go for it. And I'm and I'm I'm baffled. I'm saying, this is a really good idea. I don't and I'm I'm sorry that it's not. We're not going to broadcast this, but. Yeah. That's just I can't broadcast this because I think it works because it obviously yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. It is. But it's again, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. But speaking mm. of uh, the live shows, I would really recommend any writer, whether they've got something in the script or not, is to go and see the show being recorded, whether that's News Jack or Dead Rings or any show you mm. want to write for. Mm. Partly because it shows the producer that you're really interested, you can bother to turn mm. up. You will also see all the stuff that doesn't quite make it, and then you can see why. And basically, you get to sort of network with you know the other writers, the performers, the producer, whoever. Which I also think is really important to sort of show your face, mm. as Woody Allen said. You know, half of success is showing up. Showing up. Eighty percent. Oh, eighty percent. I think he gave eighty percent of oh, success is showing up. Yes. So mm-hmm. he must have shown up quite a lot because he's uh, he's pretty successful. Yes. So to sum up, then. Um, Read the brief, read it well, read it very well, especially with news chat. Read all the advice, and some of it's conflicting, admittedly, but you know, just read it all anyway and take take from it what you can. Um, punchlines always have a good punchline. What else? What's the main main headlines? I think it's just remembering that it takes it takes a while to get going, and uh, it's interesting that even after your success in so many fields in different kinds of writing, you still regret only doing two weeks of weekending. Yeah, I do. I do because that was, you know, I think if I'd done that, I probably would have been more sensible and just been a writer rather than a writer producer and confusing myself and everyone else. Um, the other thing is, just as a, I think with an idea, when you've got an idea for a sketch, try to think, would anyone else have thought of this idea? Mm. Would another writer have thought of it? And try, and the answer should. Preferably be probably not mm-hmm. because that might mean that it's actually quite original. Yeah, bearing in mind, of course, with Newsjack, you are mm. competing with hundreds of people, thousands mm. of people from all over the world, mm. all English language speakers. So um, that's you just have to live with that, yeah. I guess. But um, yeah, there's still room for you to have your original yeah. viewpoint. So it's worth persevering also because. These other writers are the people who will be your peers as you move through the industry. Uh, you'll be making contacts with a producer who who will stop producing Newsjack at some point and may look to you for sitcom ideas or other things like that. And and it you know we just to go back to where we started really. This is the building block of comedy. Sketches are the building block of situation comedy in particular. Where you're taking one idea, you're making it work. A sketch is a scene, really, isn't yeah. it? And it is no coincidence that. Um, John Sullivan, you know, was writing sketches for the two Ronnies, and uh, David Renwick was writing sketches, and Andrew Marshall, and uh, you know, our friend Pete Sinclair, who's very you know, writing Dead Balloon and stuff like that. It's it's so common, it's so normal mm. that it is well worth pursuing, and it sometimes feels like practicing your scales, but that's okay. Yep. Okay. Well. Thanks very much, Bill. Thank, Thank you, you very Bill. Welcome. And we'll see you on the other side for another podcast where we talk about 
other things oh, related to comedy. We'll come back next week. We'll come back next week. Yeah, yeah. Don't just. We're not going to record it now. Don't go thinking. We're just going to do it back to back. Two weeks actually. Two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Just sit here for two weeks. In absolute silence. It might even be a month. You never know. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. Um, don't forget to um, send in your scripts, uh, sitcomgeeks at gmail.com. And, your uh, first 10 pages, look on our Facebook yeah. page. You can find us on Facebook. Sitcom Geeks, yeah. We have written books and blah, blah, blah. You can listen to that outro on other, on other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing would be, if you'd like the podcast, just to say that it would be great if you could go onto iTunes and say nice things about us. Mm. That would be good. That would be lovely. That sometimes that. helps. I have no idea how that helps, but apparently it does. Other podcasts I listen to tell me to do that, right. so therefore okay. I'm assuming it's a good idea. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's just no point at all, but everybody just says it as a kind of convention. But Great. Anyway, thank you thanks. to Katie, our producer. Thank you, Katie. And um, thank you to Jane for our theme tune, and Debbie Saunders for our logo and British comedy guy for hosting us and thank you very much cheerio bye